Business Matters in association with the ATU Donegal Faculty of Business. Are you a graduate of a non-business discipline and would like to pursue a level 9 in business? ATU Donegal are currently offering their Masters in Business Management Conversion Programme. Take the next step in your career and contact the Exec Ed Coordinator on 9186206 or email donald.hannigan at atu.ie today. I'm Kieran Donald. You're welcome to Business Matters. Later in the programme, I'll be talking to the CEO at Letterkenny Chamber of Commerce, Tony Forrester, about the 2023 Business Awards, which will be presented in the Clannery Hotel in Letterkenny on Friday, November the 10th. My first guest this week is the owner and founder of the Sleeve League campsite in Teelan, Kieran McHugh. The seven-acre site was developed in 2021 and around 250 people stayed there over the June Bank holiday weekend. Last month, the Sleeve League campsite won Campsite of the Year at the Irish Hospitality Awards in Dublin. A teacher and youth worker, Kieran currently employs five young people at his facility. Kieran, you are very welcome to Business Matters. Thanks, Kieran, for calling down to Teelan. You're more than welcome me time in through. Kieran, first of all, congratulations on winning the best campsite at the Irish Hospitality Awards last week. Uh, have the celebrations died down a wee bit? <laughs> Just about. We need to remember that we've a business to run as well for the summer, so we're coming to peak season now. So, no, it was absolutely fantastic, Kieran, to, to win an award, especially given it's only our second year in business. Can we go back to the start yeah. uh, of how things happened here, Kieran? So, uh, I've had this idea in my head since I was 12 years of age as a boy, you know, and luckily that my grandmother had farmland either side of the hill, one field towards the cliffs at Schlieve League and the other up the Pilgrim's Path. Um, I was always into outdoor pursuits, hiking, running myself, camping, and no matter where I went after finishing school, um, to Dublin or travelling the world, I always had this in the back of my mind. I was going to return someday to Donegal and I was going to start a campsite. And that happened about nine years ago. The The idea came back into my head after travelling. I was teaching over in Thailand for two years and I came home and or back to Dublin. And I remember sitting on the M50 heading back to work one day, back to the job where I got a sabbatical from. And it was a miserable day in November and I was looking at people next door to me in the traffic you know, on the M50, and I said, life has to be more than this. So that 12-year-old idea, boy in my head, just came back, and I goes, I'm going to think about this campsite idea once more, one more time. So I came home. How long were you teaching at this day, Skin? I was over in Thailand for two years, but I worked in social services in Dublin at the time. So I was working with youth development, do you know? So um, being on the front line, working with people day to day, it was always part of my my norm anyways so and I felt that starting a campsite would be no different you're dealing with people day to day anyways um, returned home that weekend I could notice there was something different around Teeland there was more motorhomes in the road the White Atlantic Way took off the cliffs were getting busier you were more aware of it too more aware of it and, and those two years being away travelling really you know you have to go away to come back and see things with a fresh pair of eyes and um, I remember saying to my father I goes what do you think of a campsite and, he, and I don't think it went down too well at the very start, you know. Um, but I remember them being down the local bar and there was a couple in there from down the country and they had a motorhome with them. And they didn't know where to park their motorhome or where there were facilities. And that was it. That's the reinforce I needed, you know, to, to push on with the project. 
So what was the next stage or did you continue teaching for another while? Yeah, so I remained working in Dublin for the next year or two anyways and I was kind of like, you know, in my own head, I was wondering, will I do it, won't I do it, if I do do it, where do I get the money from, is the planning route, how will the council react, how will the local people react? If I do do it, will it su- succeed? Um, you spent a lot of time deliberating. Yeah, absolutely, and you have to, because like, it was going to be a massive step forward. I remember then in Downerworth Farnham, I started um, a Start Your Own Business course, and that was a 12-week course, three hours every week, and I only lasted three of the sessions because I got what I needed from the three sessions. And I remember the, the tutor on the course says, if you learn anything from this course, there's one thing you need to take away from it. And that's the word determination. And he goes, if you're determined in life, you will succeed. And would you be determined by nature? Absolutely, yeah, definitely. As an MEG, no matter what I've done, I always try to excel. Um, but that, that one word actually stuck in my head over all these years, determine, determination. So, next step? Next step was to come up with the idea. I come up with um, what the layout, what actually we're going to propose for our planning. Got the architect on board. They came up with a sketch. We had a comprehensive business plan ready for the council. We sat down and we spoke to the council of, would this work? Would this be allowed? Um, and thanks be to God, there were, no, there were no issues. The whole community was behind, the, you know, from day one. Everybody was very accepting, very supportive. Uh, Donegal County Council from day one even till today they're only a phone call away any time and they've been really really good you know so um, it's very positive So 2019 Kieran, yeah. uh, if I'm correct you decided to leave your job in Dublin and come back here Yeah so I came back and I was working in Glenties for a year and a half with a youth development project in the meantime the whole planning application and process was happening I was granted plan permission in November 2019 um we were making plans then to start construction in March 2020, 2020, but unfortunately that month we all know what happened with COVID-19, so couldn't do anything for almost two years. How frustrating was that when you had everything more or less ready to go, Kieran? I thought it was never going to happen. I thought I had to return back to Dublin, back to the same job, um, and that the dream was never was never going to come true because we didn't know what direction COVID was taking at the time. Um, and through friends and a lot of sleepless nights, lots of tears, they says, no, stick with it. Keep going. You know, there was COVID will end. So luckily in 2000, May 2021, um, the government announced that we could start construction again. And May 3rd, we cut the fence and we started the road into the campsite. And how big is the site here? The, the site was seven acres. Um, so year one was only a park overnight. Some were safe people to park overnight. We had no facilities. Then that gave me the, the confidence then to go further. Then in 2022, we installed three-phase power showers. We had fresh water, uh, chemical waste disposal. Last year then, last June wasn't, last June wasn't great because we all remember the price of fuel went through the roof. People were still wary of COVID. They weren't, the Continentals weren't travelling. Um, did that take you by surprise somewhat? It did, because I remember turning around to Killian, who works here with me, and I said, Killian, if this doesn't, if this doesn't pick up very soon, we could be going under very fast. Were you concerned? I was concerned. I remember this time last year, you know, the, the price of diesel was up at nearly 2.20 a litre, and, and people weren't travelling. So, but then luckily in July, um, things kind of levelled a little bit. Tours start travelling again. So we had a fantastic July, August, September. 
that then gave us the kind of the financial uh, backing and the confidence to go further again and expand the site. So the overall plan that I had from the planning was it would take us five years to complete. We completed it in two years. So Kieran, looking back just to last year, having had a, a fairly quiet first part of the year, things took a massive turn uh, for the better from July on. Yeah, so all our Dutch, French and German uh, visitors, they started um, flooding into the county, which was absolutely fantastic. Um, because in June, I, I, I was wondering, people are not going to come to Ireland because the price of everything has just gone through the roof. Inflation is just no end in sight to it. And then the Irish um, holidaymakers started making an appearance as well. So we were really, really busy. July, August, thankfully, the weather really picked up. It was absolutely gorgeous. September was a very busy month, surprisingly. The weather was really good as well. So um, it was fantastic to see that. So we kept, we stayed open until Halloween. And then we closed down for a few weeks. So talk to me about the scale of the operation here at the minute now, Kieran. the way things are. So what we have here at the moment now, we have about capacity for 30 motorhomes, all with three-phase power. We have showers, toilet facilities, kitchen. Um, we have 35 power points overall, so we can accommodate people who would like to hook up to power who have tents, so it's not just caravans or motorhomes. Um, we also have 24 fresh water taps around the area. We have all your grey black waste facility. Um, How important is it, Kieran, to have all those facilities? You need... That's what you need. That's why, that's the difference in wild camping and not wild camping. You need all those facilities, especially if people are on the road for days upon days. You need all those facilities in place. And uh, but really, we're 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 a hiking campsite. Shivali camping is a, is a base camp for Shiva League, and we have people coming from all over the world, and they're here for two, three, four days. And their, their main focus is they want to do the Lupish Leave League. They want to see Glen Collum Kill. They want to see the Silver Sound Beach. So you're ideally placed for all that, aren't you? We're right on the Wildlandic Way. We're beside the information centre next door. Um, we have a cafe next door to us. The Rusty Mackerel is just a two-minute walk away. And then Paddy on, on the boat trips is just down the road and down the harbour. So we're well placed for everything. Kieran, you had an extremely good bank holiday June. We did. Um, the, the difference a year makes since we opened at Easter with a new extension and we we're absolutely so so busy the, the weekend crowds that we were getting last year we're getting that number now Monday to Thursday during the week since, since Easter um, every weekend like it's just people they're not booking in they're just arriving so we can't predict how many we're going to get in any, any given evening, you know. Um, June Bank Holiday was fantastic. We were at max capacity. The weather was outstanding for the past three, four weeks. Um, bookings now for July are non-comparable to last year. August is the same, and September is looking good as well. And are you having much repeat business, even though you're still yeah. in your infancy? Yeah. It's, we are getting so many people who are coming back th two, three, four times a year. They're telling friends, they're telling family members, you know. So it's all word of mouth now. And the main thing is, Shiva League is actually getting the recognition that it, it so deserved for years. And Donegal as well. Like, we just don't promote Shiva League. We're promoting the entire county. So if people are starting their Wild Atlantic Way uh, trip from the south of Ireland and they're staying with us, we're sending them all to North Donegal and we're showcasing Everywhere from Fana to Inishowen and right up to Derry as well. So it's not just about us, it's the whole northwest region. Just in relation to the tourism sector, Kieran, mm. how important is it for the county that the tourism sector 
becomes even more successful. Yeah. You see what tourism has done for the likes of the Cliffs of Moher and Kerry and Galway, you know, and Donegal, it's a huge industry for us. You know, you just look at the local business around the area here now and how many people they employ year round, not just the summer, but year round. Here in the campsite, I have five other young people working here throughout the summer. Do you know? And I remember as a, I remember as a, when I done my leaving cert, you know, when, once you had leaving cert done, you had to go. You were told to go. There's nothing here for you. And I'm trying to change the mentality now that you do your leaving cert, you can go away for a couple of years, but come back. There's opportunities here. Do you know? So what I would love to see in the future is that People go away for a while, you know, live life a little bit, but then come back home and maybe start a business, you know. Was teaching something that you, you always wanted to do? Working with youth was always something I wanted to do. I was always good working with young people and, you know, instilling confidence and maybe giving them that bit of belief of where they wanted to go in their life or if they're going through difficult times, you know, that there were brighter days ahead. And, and uh, I was always that kind of very positive kind of, and I always felt I was kind of maybe a, a good role model for young people. Um, but I always knew that coming back to Nigal as well, I was trying to instill that philosophy in the business as well. Do you know, when there were dark days starting out the business, but when I see the numbers that we're getting in the June Bank holiday, winning the national award for, you know, our best holiday park, uh, people putting up such good reviews about how they feel when they're here, um, that just makes it all worthwhile. And you know what, when you've gone away and you've learned your trade in college and and you come back and you apply it into a different area of business. It, it, it all it all works. So, what does it mean for a business that that is set up in the last couple of years, been recognised nationally for doing such a good job? I just think that you know we have so much to offer in this part of Donegal and Donegal as a whole county. But I just feel that if you do have a dream, follow it, um, and you work hard at it. And that word again, determination, and you are determined to succeed. And I think in Donegal we have so much to offer, but to have the best campsite in the country this year, and we're only in year two, is huge for the area. It's going to bring the motorhome. The motorhome industry is huge, and I think it's very undervalued. Um, I know there's a lot of negative press about the motorhome community, but I have to say that that's unjustified. You know. Anybody comes in here, they spend money, they stay two, three, four nights, they're telling their friends. Um, if you ask any local business owner around the area, the whole parish, they'll tell you that they'll be in, you know, having dinner and they'll be on boat trips and they'll be on bus tours and everything else. Um, but I just think that the, the business being so successful at such a young age, I think the sky's the limit. I really do. And there are huge uh, spin-off consequences from one business doing well to another. Yeah. I mean, we're holding people here now. So you could have up to 100 people here on any given night. So that means the local pub is doing well, Carrickville is doing well, you know, local bike rental, um, Glen Column Kill, the Folk Village, Gale. All these local businesses, there's a spin-off for everybody. It's not just about the campsite. It's about the greater impact it has in the whole area. And what is the view among the, the business uh, people in the area at the minute in terms of how business is? It's, well, after COVID, it was very hard to judge last year, but it's definitely people are back. You can see the American tourists on the road. I know given the lack of accommodation in the area as well, it's very hard to judge. Um, but definitely the numbers are on the road and people you can see people out and about, you know, and, and they are spending money and people have money to spend as well. How satisfying is it, Kieran, to be able to employ five young people here now? At the campsite. It's absolutely fantastic. It's something I thought when I left Donegal as 18 years of age. I, would ne- I thought I'd never return home, not, not in mind, not 
to, to come back home and to start a business and it's successful and to have myself employed and five others um, is really satisfying and it just shows no matter you know where you are in the world where you, if you apply yourself and you 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 create the right product that people want you know it will succeed you mentioned going to Thailand yeah. to teach for two years what was the attraction there and what was that experience like um, it was I think it was the best thing I ever done in my life and I, I didn't go away till I was about 28 years of age so because when I finished college I was straight into a job and I wanted to excel in that job when all my all my friends were all heading off to to Australia and New Zealand and Canada um, so I went away taught for two years you know and you're thinking about life and where life has led you to be at 28 and what's the next 10 years going to lead and where you want to go and, and do you want to change or tweak things in your life? And, and that's what it came down to. So, um, and I've just felt that I had to go away for myself, for my own self-development at that stage in my life. And it was when I came back, that's when I knew what I wanted to do. I had enough of Dublin. I had enough of the job that I was in. Are you a homebird at heart? I absolutely am, yes. Definitely, definitely. And there's nothing here that I get more satisfaction on is that having a business of where I was reared, where I grew up, where I heard all the old people speak about stories and everything else, having a product and a fantastic, uh, you know, attraction like Steve Lee just behind us. And you're welcoming people from all over the world into your area and you're just promoting where you're born, where you're from. Have you ever stopped to think if I hadn't taken the chance and set up this business, you know, what would I be doing now? Well, I don't know. I'll I, I tell you, I'd be, I'd be very happy in Dublin on the M50, that's for sure. Um, I probably would have returned back to the county regardless. I wanted to come back, and I would have taken probably any job at the time. But yeah, no, it's, it's the what-ifs, and, but look, at life too short. I had to take a risk. And you know what, I always said that if it went belly up, at least I tried. You know, so for now, it seems like it's going the right direction. What's been your biggest challenge to date, Kieran? The biggest challenge was, the biggest challenge is just to keep that determination and belief. Um, now, the local community have been really, really supportive, but I don't, I don't know if the whole community understood actually what the project was going to entail. Um, but I think the biggest as I'm sure like anybody starting a business, is it going to succeed? Is the honeymoon period only going to last for a certain period of time? The novelty will wear off and then people will just go back to the normal campsite or back down to the Kerry's and the Corks again, you know, and they've been there, Donegal, and done that. Um, but no, they're, they're, they're repeat custom. People are coming back and it's just justified the whole, the whole process. Can you give me a typical day or a typical week in the life of the campsite here? Yeah, so we start, we're open seven days a week. Um, we open reception at 9am We'll look at the bookings for the day We'll see who's staying on We'll have people coming in and asking about the hiking And the boat trips and what to do in the area And we'll go around and we'll check the kitchen And make sure the toilets and the showers are clean And everything's working We'll just uh, walk around the site And make sure everyone's alright and happy and, and, uh, and that's it for the day So we'll, then we'll be open then we'll, we'll, There'll be a shift change over throughout the day then Because we're open from 9 to 9pm um, but then we'll stay on. So if it's busy at the weekends, I'll stay over on site. Um, so if anything happens or anybody wants advice or anything, or, uh, there's always someone here. What's the one thing that people 
want to get when they land here? The first thing that comes to your mind that you need to give them when they arrive? They want a map of Shiva League and where they can go hiking. That's the main thing. So we did out our own maps last year um, of the 13k hiking trail. That's the first thing they want. When they land, they're here solely for Shiva League and nothing else. And they want to hike it. So they want to know the best route to go. Do you feel that maybe in the past uh, there wasn't uh, enough awareness of the demand and the size of the hiking community that came here? I think so. Like I remember as a child up in the hill, you know, running after sheep with my father. You you, meet, you might meet the odd backpacker from Germany. And that was it. And, you know, we never really appreciated actually what, what, a, what a gem we had, you know, or what we have in the area. Um, and now with the, I think COVID really changed people's mindset as well of the outdoor adventure and the hiking and outdoor pursuits and camping. And I think it's really elevated camping as well. Do you know, people now are buying camper vans or are, are going tent camping or, or bought caravans because of, of COVID. Um, but people now are out, you know, all with the holistic well-being, you know, so hiking has really taken, taken a real, how would you say, step forward. And would you notice an increase in, in local people or people coming from the general area? They are coming here more. They are, yeah, definitely. I used to find myself. I used to run that loop whenever I was training here, and as you well know, and uh, and I used to never meet anybody at all local running or jogging or hiking. And, and now you see a lot more people very active up in the hill. You know, and it's fantastic to see. And when people are coming from Argentina and Guatemala and Israel and every, everywhere from around the world, you know, there's no excuse for us not to be up there and enjoying what we have as well. You know, out in nature. So it's absolutely really positive. What's the best lesson you've learned in business to date? Best, be honest with people. Be upfront, open, and honest. If you're not honest, that's where you lose your, how would you say, your, your, your credit and your hospitality then is out the window. Um, we're upfront and honest with everything we do here. Uh, people see when they come in how genuine we are, how passionate we are about the area, what product that we're selling. So if we don't have something, we're not going to tell people who are coming from Germany that we have X, Y, and Z. And when they arrive, we're telling them different, you know. So I think that your your product will be quality when you're upfront and honest with people, and that's and that's the feedback that we got from the judges from the Irish Hospitality Awards that people felt when they came here it was honest, it was raw, you know. People saw the campsite was only starting, it was only in its infancy, and as I say to anybody at all, starting out there, honesty is the best policy. Talking about arrivals, Kieran, we had to push the pause button during <laughs> our recording. Uh, can you tell our listeners who came to the door and what they were looking for? Well, hello. Have you got bins anywhere? We do. They're up near the showers. So, okay. yeah, yeah, everything is up there. Yeah, okay, no problem. Another visitor. Another there happy, we go. It's like another happy <laughs> camper. <laughs> another happy camper. Well, the last van that came in, they're from France. And how long are they staying for? They're staying two nights. So, they said they'll get the hike and miss the day, but they'll... They'll hit the rusty mackerel and then they'll do the hike tomorrow morning then. And she was inquiring about the sun, but we just told her it was away for a wee while yeah, coming back. Yeah, exactly. It'll be back later on in the evening time. Tell me, Kieran, uh, is there a person and business that you admire most? There is, and I'll tell you, and I, I'm going to name her in a second because she's a family member. Um, and I've always looked at programmes like Dragon's Den. And I always used to put myself in their shoes about um, what would I say now in front of all those judges and, and how would it come across and what would be the right thing to say and the wrong thing to say. But the person who I always admire as a child, and she's like a sister to me, is my first cousin, Anne-Marie Curran. 
Um, I always admire what she done in her own career, and she's been very, very successful. I mean, she's the CEO of Drury's PR company in her agency in Dublin. And Amory, that's where she, when she graduated from UCD, she came in there as an intern, and she's gone all the way to the top. And now she's over 40 people. So when I was starting out the project here um, at Thielen, Amory was my go-to person. That's the person I said to her, will it work? What do you think? Her parents are from here. Amory was born in Meath. Um, she's living down in Clorgan and Kerry. And um, her heart's in Thielen as well. And she was just brutally honest with me. And she always said, if you believe in it, it'll work. And I always try to follow her her way of thinking. And we're first cousins, so I think we probably both have a, a bit of a determination gene in us. Was there one thing that she's passed on that you've kept uh, on a more regular basis than anything else? I just think that whenever there's an issue or a problem, there's always a solution. And she's always these people never to dwell in negativity. She always finds a solution, do you know? And when Amory walks into a room, she lights the room up. It's just, she's glowing all the time, you know? So absolutely, number one person, absolutely admire. Tell me, Kieran, when you are not receiving customers and campers here <laughs> at, at the office uh, on the site, what do you do to unwind? Well, I'm trying to learn, Kieran, how to take a day off, and that's something I need to do very soon, and as you know as well, because you did coach me, and a very good coach you are too, Kieran. I need to get back running. Um, but I do like the odd hike up Sleeve League, and that's, that's my bread and butter, and I have a camper van parked outside there myself, and I try to get away when I can, but I just didn't get away anywhere. Now, we were away in Dublin there for the two nights last week, getting the award and that, but... It'd be nice to get away somewhere very soon and get back on the road again. So what would be your ideal break now if you had a chance to get away for a weekend? Jump in the camper van, hit Strand Hill for a night and then down to Westport, do Crow Patrick, go around a few of the bars and... Uh, hello? Hi, so we took seven and we'll go around and... Uh... Perfect. That's your home now for the next two days. Thanks. All right. Bye. See, bye-bye. That's our French, that's our French guest back again. Bay number seven. Uh, you can't beat it. <laughs> Live recording. Yes. And tell me, Kieran. finally, what does the future hold for yourself and your business? Well, I'm really excited now. Like, the next three months is going to be mayhem. Um, it's going to be absolutely fantastic. And I can't wait to meet you. Because, Kieran, you're meeting different people from all over the world every day. The camper community are so positive. They're just really, really good people. So we have a plan in place now for November. We have more tweaking to do in the campsite. We're going to add more toilets and showers because what we have there at the moment is okay, but when the demand increases, we need to be able to accommodate. Um, we're, a, we're a hiking campsite, so we're going to try and add more hiking, how would you say, team to the campsite, get more maps done, um, and just lead, lead, listen to people's feedback. So that's the plan for next year. And But I have to say, the biggest phase is done. Our suit, We have two sewage treatment systems we have three phase power we've commercial water we, we have the, the crux of the whole project is here now it's about tweaking it and getting the right message there out to people as well so the future's looking bright absolutely Kieran McHugh owner and founder of Slave League Camping in Thielen thanks for taking the time to talk to us on Business Matters cheers Kieran. thank you join us after the break when we'll be talking to the CEO at Lidicene Chamber Tony Forster. Business Matters, in association with the ATU Donegal Faculty of Business. If you have an undergrad in any discipline and would like to reinforce it with a Master's in Business, ATU are offering their Master's in Business Management Conversion Programme. 
call 9186206 or email I am delighted to be joined on Business Matters by Tony Forrester, Chief Executive Officer at Larry Kinney Chamber of Commerce. Tony, nice to have you back on the programme. Great to be here, Karen. Tony, Chamber getting ready for the Business Awards for 2023. We had a break for a few years because of COVID and it returned with a real bang last year. It certainly did. Uh, we had a sold out event in the Mount Arigal last year um, we had fantastic winners we had fantastic entries and we were d- really delighted with the response we got How important was it to realise that there was a big desire and a big appetite for an event like that? Yeah it was important I suppose we, you know over the years or we knew that event was growing anyway but then you get two years where you don't really do it and you think oh Will people really want to do this again? But, you know, it was really uplifting and everybody, all the feedback was like, it wasn't great to be there, but wasn't it great to be celebrating success? And I think that's back to the whole, the whole thing. That's why we do these awards, to celebrate how brilliant our businesses are. You have uh, secured Airgrid as the main sponsor. Important to have a sponsor like that? It certainly is. Um, they came with us last year for the first time and we were, we were really delighted. They're a big name, you know, they're, they're, they're important to the region as well. So um, coming in, that they stayed with us again for another, I think actually another two years. We're really pleased with that, um, and and they have a lot of we have a lot of we have a partnership with them. We want we want them to be in our region more, so we work with them, and through the awards, it's going to be a good fruitful relationship. Tony, do you want to run through what the categories are? Yeah, take a deep breath. <laughs> so we have business excellence, um, and that's really about how your business operates. Sustainable superstar. And we've, we're going to keep on plugging this because everybody's going to have to think about sustainability over the next number of years. Um, we, we know we've got great entries already, so we can't wait to see what else comes out there. And that can all be around environment and climate change, but it can also just be about, you know, your sustainable, how you, how you do business and buying supplies. Excellence in marketing speaks for itself. You know, how, have we got brilliant stars out there at marketing? Um, best health and wellbeing initiative. Helping people live healthier lives. We've changed that a little bit, but that's really about organisations who maybe are working with their staff for the health and well-being, or community organisations who who are out there really with the population trying to make healthier lives. And we're all interested in that at the moment. Um, Retailer of the year, again, open to anybody, open across the county, and all our awards are open to across the county except one. But Retailer of the Year is open for that. We um, are really excited about that. There's some fabulous retailers out there. So if you're a retailer, get into that. Grown Gilliga is Business 3 Irish. That's the only one's Letter Kenny, and that's because it's sponsored by Lena Letterkenny, and it's a Letter Kenny focused one. So again, we're seeing more businesses doing Irish in their business and their signage. But this is the place to come, and we'll celebrate that. Best new business um, is really for brand new businesses in the first two years. Uh, outstanding small business is new for us it's really looking at the businesses up to 50 employees with loads of them and there are great examples around the country what are they doing that's really different from their competitors excellence in tourism uh, tourism is really important to us here in the region so um, again that speaks for itself innovation struggle with this one sometimes we know there's businesses out there doing fabulous stuff. Um, it could be around new products, but it could also just be around new and inventive services they're offering. 
we need to think about this one a little bit, but we know they're out there. It could be an IT company doing some fantastic software. So think about think about that a bit more broadly. And we have investing in people. People are our biggest resource at the moment, and we need to celebrate that. Excellence customer service speaks for itself. The person who serves you every day, are they brilliant? Um, workplace of the year, that's new for us as well. And uh, that's really to, to look at um, an outstanding employer, somebody who treats their staff really well, has fantastic um, programs for their staff. Uh, young business person of the year is new. Uh, we're looking for people between 18 and 35 who run a business that's there, going to be our future leaders. So um, we'll celebrate those. And then we have our two that aren't open to no, aren't open to application. They just are open to nomination. So our business person of the year. Last year we had Larissa Feeney from um, Accountant Online. And um, Hall of Fame, which again is in the gift of the Chamber. The Chamber come up with that one and, and usually give it to someone who's been a long-standing business in the community. Um, who does who gives something back over the years and last year we had um, just a slightly unusual one last year was um, Paul Hannigan from ATU and that was important for us to mark the change from LAIT to ATU So a long list something like 16 and maybe two new categories from last year How much work goes into all that totally I'm sure it's a sort of an ongoing thing around the year yeah I mean we 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 were quite early, we were early this year so we set the we worked on the on the criteria of each award and we've we've actually made it easier so last year we might have had six questions per award this year there's only four we've streamlined the questions a little bit every every entry and I will say this has tell us why you should win and that's really important you know that's that's where you start to shine and say I'm we're the best at this so we've it's definitely easier it takes a long time and that's why we, we launched in May um, our closing date is 14th 14th of July so a few weeks um, we urge people to get their applications in on time you know we really want to, to so for to that. people that are listening now Tony how can they get involved in the process yeah, they just go onto our website click business awards right at the top of the website and pick a category and apply and you can apply for more than one category um, you can really do what you want you fill in the question you have to fill in the questions um, a, a, as much detail as possible and then what happens then is we will probably have we will have an independent step where someone goes up, someone over online or phones either Zoom or on phone will talk to the entry and get a wee bit more information if we need it and then the judge and the independent judge panel will pick the winners or the the shortlisted, and then we usually have an open, a bit of a public poll on that in from September on generally. And how engaging are the public, Tony, or have they become more engaging in recent years? I think they love they love that bit in particular. So the companies love that because they're saying, "Oh look, um, come vote for me." No, it's only a wee tiny portion of the votes. To be fair, um, but they enjoy that interaction. Um, and you can see people, people who just know companies, remember people buy from people. You know, you don't buy from a big brand. You buy from the people who serve you every day. So I think that's really important. And we that element's really interesting element for us to do. And we, we love that bit. So we, we start to see well, what people are saying about people. Um, Tony, there's always plenty happening here at the Chamber office. Mm. We're six months and now to 2023. How has business been for the first half of the year? Yeah, I think it's been okay. Um, 
we have our challenges. I think every every chamber in the country probably has challenges at the minute, and every would you care to share some of those? Well, our biggest challenges are getting staff, businesses. So we, we do our survey every um, quarter. Staff is still an issue because we need for employment, um, and we have our housing problem. So businesses are struggling to get people to to come and live here. So that is that's becoming a bigger issue than we ever thought it would be, and um, and that's uh, uh, it's bigger in Donegal as well because of defective blocks and, uh, and those that issue. So it's so it's it's challenging, but you know there's. I think I said before we had a better Christmas than we thought we were going to have. So actually, and and costs are high, and everybody knows that. But our businesses are having some, especially our domestic businesses. You know, they're still saying business is okay, and they're looking ahead to say we'll have a good end of year. So there'll always be little challenges within that. But again, and I always say this: our business community are will try and be as optimistic as they can be all the time. And we have a great, remember what we have in Letterkenny, we have a great retail um, offering and people aren't necessarily going anywhere else. They're staying here and they're, they're shopping local. Last month, Letterkenny Chamber President Fanola Rabbit held her annual lunch around the corner uh, in the Radisson Hotel. Mary Lou MacDonald was the guest speaker. Was the Chamber happy with how all, everything went there? Yeah, we were delighted with the amount of people who turned out for it and a real, real mix of or, or some of our large and small companies. And I think people were keen to, to hear what the Leader of the Opposition has for planning for them. Um, I suppose one of the first things, and she probably said it herself, was we're not going to give you any surprises around tax. Um, and that was really important because the business community were concerned about they're making money, they're investing money, you know, is it going to be heavily taxed compared to what it is now? So that was important. Um, but, uh, but mostly we wanted to really put our marker down to say this region needs intervention, this region needs investment, and we would call on whatever the next government is to say we need, uh, uh, I suppose, um, positive discrimination in the region, in the northwest region, to really make, to, to allow us to develop our opportunities. We're ambitious and we want to deliver on those ambitions. Tony, finally, uh, I just noticed on your social media platforms that rarely uh, a week goes by, but the Chamber is introducing a new member. The fact that more businesses are looking to get involved is surely a good vote of confidence in the organisation. It's been really amazing last um, since last September. So we have increased, we've got about, I think, 59 members. But more importantly, we're now representing 300 companies. That's that's just a, a vote of confidence for us. We always knew we were punching above our weight in terms of our influence and we're a key stakeholder in the region. But you have to have the members to, to, to deliver for. So it's working really well for us and we are delighted. And we noticed that you know once we put some of the posts up, we're getting inquiries that week from other people and we we're getting inquiries all the time um we've also got new members that we maybe wouldn't have had before and i have to give credit to the person we took on um our business development executive marie um like she just works every day on this and we're just deliver we're delivering for our members and they're seeing that and they're getting communicated with maybe more than they were before so it, it's a real um it's a boost of confidence for us and hopefully we and, and we know we can deliver for them.
I know we are a number of months away from the awards night, Friday, November the 10th in the Clan Re, and finally, a, a message to our listeners again in relation to the awards. Yep. Get your applications in now, as soon as you can. Um, make yourself shine on paper, and um, we would love to see as many entrances as we can get. Just go to our lettercountychamber.com website and click on Business Awards. Tony Forrester, CEO at Letterkenny Chamber of Commerce. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us on Business Matters. Thanks so much, Karen. Well, that's our lot for this edition of Business Matters. Thanks to my guests, Kieran McHugh and Tony Forrester. Thanks to Kevin Fury on sound. And thanks to you for listening. If you'd like to get in touch with the programme, drop an email to businessmatters at highlandradio.com. Business Matters, in association with the ATU Donegal Faculty of Business. If you have an undergrad in any discipline and would like to reinforce it with a Master's in Business, ATU are offering their Master's in Business Management Conversion Program. Call 9186206 or email donald.hannigan at atu.ie.